welcome to Leap of Faith podcast. My name is Lorraine Montgomery, and um, I am your host. Sorry, <laughs> lost my train of thought for a second there. <laughs> um, this is episode five point three, and we are diving into chapter twenty three today. Uh, but before we do that, <clears throat> let's open up in prayer, um, as we always do. Heavenly Father, we thank you for. This day, we thank you for always, always providing for us. Uh, it never goes unnoticed for uh, what we have, whether it's a place to live, a roof over our home, food to eat, um, cars to drive, um, a job to go to. There's so many things we can be thankful for. Uh, maybe the promise of a new job. There's so much. Um, maybe healing from a sickness. Uh, so we thank you from the tops of our heads to the bottom of our toes. Uh, all that you do for us is uh, all because you love us so much. Lord, we thank you for this uh, podcast. We thank you for being able to uh, dive into your word, Lord. And I pray blessings over every person out there listening. Watch over them. Uh, keep them safe. Keep them healthy. And uh, Lord, encourage us as we go through chapter 23. Uh, guide us, direct us, and uh, whatever it is that you want us to learn from this, we will gladly receive it and put it in our hearts and put it out into the world to practice. Lord, we thank you so much, but we also always, and I should have said this first, that we thank you for the gift of your son, Jesus Christ, and the, and the sacrifice on the cross. Lord, we thank you for giving up your son for our sins. We're so unworthy of it. But we love you, and we thank you, and we pray all this in your precious Son's name. Amen. And Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say, and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name we pray. <clears throat> Amen. So, thank you uh, for taking time out of your day, your evening, your morning, whatever moment it is. Um, I hope that this finds you well. And... Um, if not, I'm uh, praying for healing for whatever it is that uh, might be bothering you today. Uh, so we're going to dive into uh, chapter 23, episode 5.3. And uh, this, it's got a lot of stuff in it about Pharisees. And um, it's kind of shaken, you know, Jesus has shaken his finger at them. Um, and he uses the word hypocrite a lot in here. So um, I, I won't pre pretend to know everything that's going on in this, but it seems pretty clear to me uh, that he's condemning them. And uh, you'll, I think you'll see that too. <clears throat> then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, The teachers of religious law and the Pharisees are the official interpreters of the law of Moses. So practice and obey whatever they tell you. But don't follow their example, for they don't practice what they teach. They crush people with unbearable religious demands and never lift a finger to ease the burden. Everything they do is for show. On their arms, they wear extra wide prayer boxes with scripture verses inside, and they wear robes with extra long tassels. And they love to sit at the head of the head table at banquets and in the seats of honor in the synagogues. They love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces and to be called rabbi. 
Don't let anyone call you rabbi, for you have only one teacher, and all of you are equal as brothers and sisters. And don't address anyone here on earth as father, for only God is in heaven is your father. And don't let anyone call you teacher, for you have only one teacher, the Messiah. The greatest among you must be a servant. But those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites! For you shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces. You won't go in yourselves, and you don't let others enter it either. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law, and you Pharisees, hypocrites! For you cross land and sea to make one convert, and then you turn that person into twice the child of hell you yourselves are. Blind guides, what sorrow awaits you, for you say that it means nothing to swear by God's temple, that it is binding to swear by the gold in the temple. Blind fools, which is more important, the gold or the temple that makes the gold sacred? And you say that to swear by the altar is not binding, but to swear by the gifts on the altar is binding. How blind, for which is more important, the gift on the altar or the altar that makes the gift sacred? When you swear by the altar, you are swearing by it and by everything on it. And when you swear by the temple, you are swearing by it and by, and by God who lives in it. And when you swear by heaven, you are swearing by the throne of God and by God who sits on the throne. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are careful to tithe even the tiniest income from your herb gardens, but you ignore the most important aspects of the law, justice, mercy, and faith. You should tithe, yes, but do not neglect the more important things. Blind guides, you strain your water so you won't accidentally swallow a gnat, but you swallow a camel. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you are filthy, full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisees, first wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will clean too, will become clean too. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you are like whitewashed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but filled on the inside with dead people's bones and all sorts of impurity. Outwardly, you look like righteous people, <clears throat> but inwardly, your hearts are filled with hypocrisy and lawlessness. What sorrow awaits you, teachers of religious law and, and you Pharisees, hypocrites, for you build tombs for the prophets your ancestors killed and you decorate the monuments of the godly people your ancestors destroyed. Then you say, if we had lived in the days of our ancestors, we would never have joined them in killing the prophets. But in saying that, you testify against yourselves that you are indeed the descendants of those who murdered the prophets. Go ahead and finish what your ancestors started. Snakes, sons of vipers, how will you escape the judgments of hell? Therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers of religious laws. Therefore, I am sending you prophets and wise men and teachers of religious law. But you will kill some by crucifixion, 
and you will flog others with whips in your synagogues, chasing them from city to city. As a result, you will be held responsible for the murder of all godly people of all time, from the murder of righteous Abel to the murder of Zechariah, son of Berechiah, whom you killed in the temple between the sanctuary and the altar. I tell you the truth, this judgment will fall on this very generation. And Jesus grieves over Jerusalem. O oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the city that kills the prophets and stones God's messengers. How often I have wanted to gather your children together as a hen protects her chicks beneath her wings, but you wouldn't let me. And now look, your house is abandoned and desolate. For I tell you this, you will never see me again until you say, Blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. All right. Well, he certainly certainly told them off, didn't he? <clears throat> then Jesus said to the crowds and to his disciples, the teachers of religious laws and Pharisees, uh, that they are the official interpreters of the law. Practice and obey the laws, what they're telling you, but don't follow their examples because what they, like he says, they're, they're not practicing what they preach. Everything they're doing is for show. They put on airs. You know, they're putting on, uh, you know, oh, we're so holy and we're so wonderful and we're, you know, all that in a bag of chips. Um, but he's calling them out because he's saying, you know, uh, you sh there's only, it, like in eight, it says, uh, don't address uh, anyone as, uh, don't call yourself a rabbi uh, because all of you are equal as brothers and sisters, which... Not that I'm putting myself on a pedestal here, but I always tell you guys, I am not a teacher, I'm not a rabbi, I'm not a, I'm not a, a minister, or uh, uh, anything, I'm not an authority uh, through being um, taught, you know, at seminary, uh, not a pastor, I'm just like you, I'm reading the Bible, taking it a little bit at a time and just trying to understand exactly what it is that God's telling us. So I will never claim to be the teacher. I'm just giving you what it looks like it sounds to me. Um, and then it says, don't be called a rabbi. Don't call anyone else father because you only have one father in heaven and you only have one Messiah. Uh, so don't, you know, call yourselves teachers or don't call anyone else a teacher. The greatest among you must be a servant that's 11, 12, but those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. So, you know, um, I think he's just saying, you know, don't put yourself up on a pedestal. Don't, you know, don't make yourself out for more than you are. You know, uh, everybody is loved in God's eyes equally. So, and when you humble yourself and become a servant, then you will be uh, lifted up and exalted just like Jesus was Jesus was lifted up on the cross and uh, he was a servant um, and then he just kind of goes into you know calling them hypocrites I don't know how many times one two three four like five or six times he calls them hypocrites because they are you know they're they're uh, basically saying um, I think when he's talking about uh, uh, let's see. You say that you swear by the altar, 
It is, the, it is not binding, but to swear by the gifts on the altar is binding. I think the altar, when he's talking about that, or the temple, I think, I think he's saying, you should, you, which is more important, the altar or the, the sacrifice on the altar? The altar, I think, is uh, him speaking about the altar of, is God. God, you know, what's more important? honoring God or what uh, honoring what you're putting out as a sacrifice what's more important um, and they're putting themselves above God is what I'm thinking they're doing they're putting themselves on show they're putting this big show on that I'm so holy and I'm so wonderful and we are so above everybody else and it's you know he's, he's saying no not this is not good you know you need to cut yourself down, knock yourself down a notch, and put this all in perspective. God is the most important, and the Messiah is the most important, and the Holy Spirit is the whole, that all of it, you know? It's all, that's the most important. Not, you know, how you portray yourself. You gotta live the life, you have to live the example. And he's saying, basically, again, down in 25, I think, He's saying, uh, you know, you got to keep your insides clean because what's on the inside is going to come out. I just heard that today. You know, what's in your heart is what comes out. And uh, and that's what these people are doing. What's in their heart? They, they're thinking it's all about me. It's all about the money. It's all about, you know, putting on this big show. And that's their heart. But if you're really living for Jesus, it's going to come out, you know, some way or the other. You're going to be more willing to help people. You're going to, you know, step aside and, you know, I can't tell you how many times it, it um, grieves me that I can't stop. And, and I know you're supposed to put all your trust in God and he's going to take care of you. But, you know, when I see somebody stranded on the side of the road, I'm like, okay, are they really stranded? Or should I pick them up and take them to wherever they got to go or give them my cell phone so they can make a phone call? Whatever. It kills me because I don't know if they're not a serial killer, you know. So, I mean, you have to be safe at the same time. But my my desire is to help people, um, you know. So, it's what's on the inside that's coming out. So, first wash the inside of the cup of the, and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. So, I put a little note next to that and said, uh, clean hearts. And then uh, he continues to call them hypocrites. Um, and then, let's see, but in saying that, you just, uh, let's see, we're, calls them snakes and vipers. I mean, he's pretty harsh with these guys, you know. And um, uh, let's see, I think uh, that's, Pretty much all I got. I'm sorry, I'm getting a little bit um, hesitant here because I'm trying to see as much as I can. Uh, 36, I tell you the truth, the judgment will fall on this very generation. So I think the judgment is coming on the generation that is right there and now. And uh, and he's saying, you know, kind of shook his finger because he's saying, you did, you, you're exonerate, you're uh, exalting those people that way back in the day uh, were, let me see, go back to 
to the descendants, uh, oh, here it is, hypocrites, for you build tombs for the prophets your ancestors killed. And you decorate the monuments of the godly people your ancestors destroyed. Then you say, if we'd lived back then, we would never have joined them in killing the prophets. So basically saying, you know, you're testifying against yourself, saying that your descendants were the ones that murdered the prophets. And, you know, these Pharisees are on the wrong track. And it's historically written here that we see that. And then, very last but least, in 39, For I tell you this, you will never see me again until you say blessings on the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Um, he's saying, you know, you better turn to me because the day is coming and you're not going to see me again. So, um, but he knows what's coming and he knows what they're, what they're planning to do already. So, all right. Well, chapter 23 is behind us. Um, I'm sorry I was a little bit scattered on that because, like I said, I don't know everything 100%. Um, sometimes when you're reading in here, and I, I didn't do my homework, I'm just going to say that out loud. Uh, I did read it a little bit before, but and I'm going to show this so that when you see this video on YouTube, you can see, but um, in you guys can see it in your Bibles, but it gives you a little bit of an overview, and it talks about what your uh, the daily walk is. Um, I also like that they always have these little quotes in here. It says, there is no trial so big that it cannot be conquered by Christian hope. Um, I think these little snippets are kind of cool. You know, you can apply those to your lives. But it also just kind of gives you an overview of what the next, you know, this is chapter 24 and 25. Um, it kind of gives you an overview of what, what you're going to be reading coming up in 24 and 25. So. All right, well, uh, that's uh, the reading for today. Uh, congratulations, we're on 24. I think we only have four chapters left to Matthew, so congratulations uh, for hanging in there. And um, I hope that you're uh, blessed by this like I am. <clears throat> so, um, again, you know, uh, we're in that moment where if you have not made a choice for Jesus, if you have not given your life to him, if you uh, are kind of on the fence, you're not sure where, you know, where you think about with this and, and you feel like this might be your moment, I'm going to lead you in a prayer and, uh, and, and, I hope and pray that this reaches at, you know, at least one person. I hope that if it's just for one person, well, then praise Jesus. So, uh, so let me lead you in uh, a prayer. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your son, Jesus. It's his perfect blood that covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior and will live my life for him and for you. Thank you for my salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations. Welcome to the kingdom of heaven and uh, into a, a new life. You, you're you're going to be reborn. You're going to feel different. You're going to feel better. Um, I know the more I dig into uh, the Bible, the more I, I feel confident, I feel more at peace uh, knowing. I, I, I feel 
for lack of a better word, I feel sorry for people who don't have Jesus in their life because the peace and comfort I know that he is in control, that God is in control of all of this and that, uh, you know, I can make choices, but ultimately God will use whatever is in this world to the good of his kingdom because we know what's coming. We know the end. We know the end of the story. We know that in Revelation we win. Satan is cast into the pits of hell and we know that we are on the winning side. So uh, I find myself fortunate and blessed and just thankful for that. So if you said that prayer today, congratulations. Go find a church. Go find uh, a place to get more answers and get plugged in. Get into a small group. Small groups are very important. So uh, that's it for today. Take care, and we'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.